I'm not bitter. I'm better. <laughs> Shut up. When they go high, we go bar low, honey. <laughs> literal, a literal professional. A literal professional of the podcasting arts and sciences. You guys, it's Andy's Girls. It's episode 441-ish, and I am so excited. Well, I'm a little cautious. Oh, yeah? I'm a little nervous about what's going to happen on this episode, I have to say, because it's been a week for those of us who hashtag stand for Shan. Yeah. And um, I'm just going to say buckle up and prepare, you guys. It's Andy's Girl. So excited to have a return guest here in the spiritual office. We are actually recording in my living room because my back is fucked up. But I am so excited for this person who's never a pain in my back, unlike the herniated discs that are freaking me out. You know them as drag artist and YouTuber. Welcome back to Andy's Girl's Back on the people's people's couch, Ryan Houlihan. Ryan, how are we? Oh, I'm back and it feels so good. My they friend's back and he's gonna, what is it? My, my boyfriend's back and he's gonna give me kisses or whatever. Yeah. Da, 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 da. Oh, I love it. It's I good to be it. nostalgic with you here on the people's people's couch. <laughs> I do feel like this might be a little bit of a nostalgia episode because we were going to record a taking it personally about and just like that. But yeah. I decided right before recording Total Pro that I am that I actually needed more time. Yeah. Because the last several minutes of and just like that stayed with me. But then in rewatching it. I just found myself getting very, very upset about the costuming. We're not going to get into no. it. It's going to be a to be continued. You're coming back to do There's it. There's a season to digest, not just an episode. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you said before we started recording that AJLT, AJLT does not roll off the tongue, is almost done, which I couldn't believe. Yeah, we just blew through this season. Do you think they'll get picked up for season three? Or is that... I think this like- thing runs as long as they want it to. But at some point... I just, I think, I know Sarah Jessica Parker lives in a bubble, but at some point I have to think the negativity surrounding parts of the show, it just has to be draining. And and if you want to take another break or something, she's free to come back whenever. I also think like Samantha coming back at the end of the season will make that decision. If the ratings are gonzo and the press is pressing and like people actually react well to that, they might come back even without her. But I think like if it if it becomes like a God, Miss Samantha, that shows a piece of shit without her. Like, I don't think she wants that conversation to keep going. But she did say in an interview with The New Yorker that she's a bitter ender. So, yeah. Yeah. And I, and, and I, I think she does probably live in a certain kind of bubble. Like, I think a lot of the references and logic on the show only work if you live in a certain kind of money and like a prestige bubble. Like, I, I think a lot of these plot lines would not be what they are if some pe- more people in the writer's room with veto power didn't have a billion dollars. But like, you know, that's who she is. That's the show. I take the show as like a fantasy fever dream to talk about with people. Yeah. It's, you know, Sex and the City is, is what it was. And we all are here today having a good time. And if they bring it back, they bring it back. But I'm not going to be out here being like, we need seven more seasons and two more movies. Like, you know. Oh, my God. They should go back to movies, maybe. Because then it's two hours or 2.45 or whatever it is. And then we're done. Yeah. I miss that. And I also miss they going have... and disliking it and then doing other things. We could do such limited scenes with Kim Cattrall and shoot around it and <laughs> pay her a billion dollars. You know, Seema we'll do for them to London what we did for Barbie. And Samantha and we have Seema and Samantha together. Honestly, they should get a spinoff. Seema and yeah. Samantha, I would watch that. I've said multiple times I would just watch the like Seema show. 
or I would watch like the Lisa Todd Wexler show. It just comes down to we don't need two Charlottes on the top. Oh, we can't do this. We, we have can't to, do it. We got to move gotta, on. We, we can't move on. do it. We'll be here forever. But I do think I will remain in a place of forever after this week's Orange County, which <laughs> I thought was honestly incredible and frustrating and emotional and so many other things. Um, I wanted to get your first impression of the episode itself. Great. I think I don't, I get that this season feels still like we're ramping up. Like it definitely feels like we uh, maybe another element and then OC will be kicking again. Mm. But I like where we're going. I feel like I, I, I don't mind. I think all the women are here to play. Mm-hmm. I think we're breaking the fourth wall. Loved it. I love that everybody's fair game. Heather is not. I mean, the takedowns aren't working, but Heather is not off limits. I feel like I like the energy. I think the editing's been fun. I thought the party idea was great. Like the OC producers haven't always made all of my favorite decisions, but you know, I think Taylor was a great addition. So good. I did not so think good. she would be as good as she is. She's proving my argument that I made, the la- maybe not the last time or the time before that when I was here, which was like, let them draft each other from different cities. Let's do trades of wives. Like, why not? Cynthia should do a season in Beverly Hills season in New York. Why not? Why not? She's great on, on Atlanta. We can't tell. We don't have time to talk about. But she's she, it's let these people go where they want to go. If if Debro wants to go to BH yeah. and eat them up or get eaten up, depending on how that plays out, let's do it. But I don't want to keep people where they don't want to be. However, having fun this season. The balance is good. I do think that trading is not a bad idea, but I also think we need to keep Heather in Orange County, even yes. if it is, in fact, against her will. And how could it not be at this point? Everyone seemingly dislikes her the most, which for Tamara's return to the franchise to be this successful in turning seemingly everyone against Heather. Executive producer Tamara. Like literally by the end of the episode, Shannon believes that if she does not hate Heather, the quote unquote LOL love of her life will no longer be by her side. I mean, it's unbelievable. And Heather did basically nothing. And also like of the things Heather's done, I mean, Heather gaslit shannon like bad like truly like what do we need to call someone to watch hard to watch y'all know the truth yeah yeah i will never really heather i relate to heather because i've been a bully once or twice and i will say once or twice we all develop defense mechanisms towards the end of high school okay okay okay. and i i relate to having something that you're like i will never get over the fact that i did that i'll never make it up to that person i really screwed up that time that was totally vicious i i relate to that but like let's be real of the things heather's done to shannon this is like nothing like everybody else pretty much did it like I, i don't know and i also think like shannon i don't know i think shannon also just like wants someone to be mad at that's not john john and that's okay, but not for a long time. That's okay once or twice, but we can't be Gina about this. <laughs> the thing is, it, it there's so much about the episode that doesn't make sense, which is my favorite kind of Housewives episode where I watched it over and over again was like, I don't understand where some of these people are coming from. Yet in the moment, it like sort of makes sense. But the Tamra threading the needle of all of this in saying, Heather told me things But not ever saying, in fact, what Heather told her, nor what Heather told other people. And then in real time, going and watch what happens live and saying, I have literally no idea what Shannon was trying to hide. I never knew what it was that she was trying to tell is like, I mean, how 
are you this good? Because when she's saying that, I'm like, you know, she's making some sense, even though I know it doesn't add up with the other Tamra isms. But that she comes out of so effective every season with at least one very loyal ally is crazy. These these girls cannot figure out her game. But I will say, like, the show is so much better for her. I don't like I know people say like Tamra's a little much or there's things they don't like about her. But it's like, that's true of everybody. She's wonderful at being on this television show. Similar to like Heather. It's like people want Heather to maybe go to Beverly Hills because she could challenge Kyle. Lots. We need a challenge to Kyle. We need some like a little strength over in Beverly Hills. Mix it up a little bit. That'll be fine. But Heather is not the one we need to deploy. I think Heather is so good at being on this because other people would be eaten up by Shannon or by um Tamara. Yeah. Eaten up. And I think Heather, even when she can see stuff play out. I mean, she did catch a couple things. She (laughs) caught a couple tricks. But even when she sees it play out, she can have a sense of amusement like, oh, that was cute. (laughs) That moment when she looked at Tamara and was like, what are you whispering about? I gasped. It was like giving me not General Hospital, like maybe Days of Our Lives or something. Dynasty. Dynasty. I just thought to myself, like, this is it. This is I keep on thinking of Housewives as Jurassic Park, which is extremely unhelpful. But like, this is the moment where like T-Rex sees like the scientifically formed you know, like the thing that didn't exist and was created in the lab and they're meeting each other and exchanging like, hi, hellos, like, where's your name tag? What type of dino are you? And then they're going to battle like dino DNA. (laughs) I mean, like, for real. Yeah. Yeah. Heather woke up to not just not just what was going on. And I think she also started figuring out the Emily of it all. But I also think Heather was like, now I have something. All I needed was a foothold. Like I am. It's like it's like um. She's like a a, a what's the word? She's she just needs one entrance. She's like um an entrancer. No, it's like a balloon. All it needs is one little pinprick. Just like let's change the pressure here a little bit. And I think she saw Tamara doing exactly what she needed proof that they were doing, which was talking about her behind her back, right. trying to make her the bad guy, right. repeating the story in five different ways so that it gets exaggerated or whatever anybody wants it to be. And she could see it literally happening in front of uh, in front of her face, which is bold, and Tamara always does, especially when she's drinking. Um and Heather knew to be on watch for it because she's like, I know Tamara's game at this point, and it's going to and it's going to get even Tamara better at her game you know what I mean like I like I like seeing them on their feet um and I think Heather now has the proof that like you all wanted to take me down you think I'm hoity-toity you think I think I'm better than you and I do but we're not gonna do that like you can we'll have that conversation about being friends and I think that's what she's trying to do with Gina is like bridge the gap of like you know I have this incredible wealth and I have this incredible wealth and I love showing it off and maybe that's not true of everybody or it makes some people uncomfortable but I want to work through still being your friend and like making you a part of this. Like I think Heather was trying to build allies this season and not be the bad guy. But if she's going to be the bad guy, might as well like take them down fighting. You know what I mean? If she's going to the reunion with less allies or that's what they wanted, um, she should keep it scrappy. And I like that. I don't see her as building allies though. Cause the moment she sided with Tamara instead of Gina, I feel like the Gina was no longer a veil. Like they can still go and film and be friendly. But I think the possibility of having genuine trust, like a foundation of like, I didn't say are... she did it. Well, I said, that's true, what I, mean, I that's thought true. I that's think true. she wanted that's to be true. on good terms with Shannon. She wanted to be on good terms with Emily. And now she's just mad that it's dissolving in front of her eyes. Can we take a moment and just kind of talk about what the fuck actually happened. Because when I think about it, it like hurts my brain. So Shannon is upset because she heard that Heather was talking shit about her relationship with John. Heather is saying, 
other a, a group of us essentially are concerned. Gina's flagging that in the ways that Shannon has expressed concern for Gina's relationship, Gina's doing the same. And so by that standard, Shannon should not be upset, but should really be kind of like taking into account that people are concerned. Emily heard from both Heather as well as Shannon herself about concerning things relating to Shannon and John. Heather saying, it wasn't just me, it was everyone, but also I wasn't really saying anything concerning. And then Tamara is saying, Heather told me, but she also told Gina and somehow Emily's involved bad things and yeah, so this is like the heather mess. game and then vicky's like i'll pray for you like is that really vicky being like as we get older less gossip is better it's like vicky <laughs> victoria no Gunvalson. vicky g please i mean is that kind of what it's like it's the yeah i think it's a larger messier weirder version of um Heather having that conversation in a giant group where everyone else was having the conversation with Gina, like maybe ultimately like Shannon, I think said like, how much more of this is he gonna? And Heather just finished the thought for her. All Heather said was put up with, you know what I mean? Like she just threw out like, that's maybe what she's saying. And I can kind of see her argument. And Heather became the worst person ever because she was her friend and wasn't supposed to like be part of the whatever. But I think Heather was just part of the same group being like, we're just checking in. Like you seem to be really distraught about this to strangers on camera. And like, we're just checking in how that's going. And like, you never talk about everything that went down, which is your prerogative. But like, how are we? And how is he dealing with this? And like, I didn't think it was that bad. I think this is a larger version of that. Like if Shannon's got a lot going on, I could see off camera being like, has Shannon been talking to you? Has she? Oh, yeah, me too. I know. I just worry. Maybe like, you know, we don't have to broach it this season, but maybe we like talk to her a little bit. And then it becomes, well, Heather was trying to spread rumors that you're going through like a breakup and he's really horrible and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, maybe that is a little true, but I think it's like they wanted everyone. It, Heather's a great person to put it on right now. I think that's really what it comes down to. And when you look at this mess, it's like, I don't know, when you were just describing that, I also don't think it's underestimated how like, I, I think it is underestimated and it shouldn't be underestimated how like Emily is in all of this. Like Emily is really pushing conversations. She's planting seeds. She's planting barbs against each other. And that's heightening the, the like a drama of it. She is, and this might be a little Pollyanna of me, but I do believe Emily when she's speaking. Like, I believe that Emily yeah. is coming from a good place, and yeah. I think Tamara's coming from an evil place, and that is why I love yeah. Tamara. Yeah. But, like, I'm loving it. Like, Emily, this episode being really... Emily, this episode, like, cries screeching to Shannon of, like, Shannon, like, listen to me. Like, don't leave, but, like, listen, but I care about you. But with everything I've gone through with Shane, it's unfair that you're not sharing your same vulnerabilities, yeah. but we're not coming at she's you. She's right. She's right. But, but I also believe her and I empathize with her in that moment because I'm like, Emily is not wrong. Like, Shane has been shat on yeah. for years. It is only now that we're like, oh, maybe he's not that bad. Like, it, it has taken years, which she might not have gotten. She could have been a one and done where we just yeah. assume that her husband's a piece she of shit and nothing more. She paid in blood for a good she season. She paid in fucking blood. And yeah. Shannon did too with David. And I think... She's trying to avoid that while doing the exact same behavior that she exhibited with David, which is this idea that maybe things aren't great, but they're amazing. But if 
anything comes up that might upset this person, we're over, which is to me such a form of emotional manipulation yeah. from the perspective of your partner when she's on reality TV. Yeah, and like so abusive. You don't want I'm not going to reference the example that everybody does because I actually sort of disagree with this, but I will. Like people reference Jason Hoppy, which I don't think is a good example. Yeah. Brooks is a better example. Yeah. Like the, someone who obviously loves being on camera. And I would argue probably Ryan. Like there are types of characters. I would argue. Of, I mean, for real, but like archetypes of significant other spouses, partners, whomever on Orange County specifically. It's, I mean, it's the it's Slade Smiley. It is. It's the Slade Smiley Act. And the problem is you want to avoid that, but you also want, I would assume, a partner who supports you. And Shannon is the breadwinner of her family as a single mom. And also, according to one of the confessionals, I forget if it was Emily or Heather's, maybe also helping support John, who's like not contributing financially. And who knows if that means to their lifestyle or anything else. And if she's paying with a reality show, like, She's, but she's making several hundreds of thousands of dollars a year. I, yeah, I and mean, I'm saying like he needs, he needs to, like if it's what's but paying your bills, honey. Well, but that's like the ultimate irony of it's. It's like you're holding against a partner, and, and in this case, we get into gender politics of like when your partner is a woman and a breadwinner, and the man in this heterodynamic arrangement seemingly isn't thrilled with the job the woman is doing, but is okay with it enough to receive some of the benefits of it financially. I mean, yeah. it, there's no way for Shannon to win in that argument. No, of course not. She's but been it's also set not an argument. Fail. It's not an argument. It's it's a it's like a little bit of an emotional dictatorship. Yeah. The only thing that matters is to keep John calm, but I don't think that that is possible because he's not respecting what it is that she does for a living, which is talking about her life. Yeah, and you can't set someone up for failure and then like have a meltdown or whatever is clearly happening behind the scenes like it, i mean it's just it's not productive and it's also like i i to see shannon back in a pattern that i feel like i've seen her in before like a I panic feel like pattern she's in of, a panic room one of the only people on this show who's really changed their relationship pattern for the better from what i've seen has been tamara like i feel like a lot of people oh a theme God. on this show is a lot of people staying i mean taylor she too but taylor's really, not a full-time and we shoulder. also don't know anything about her um no new husband but, yeah. seemingly, but from what i've seen yes 100 yeah. percent. um and and i think like you know yeah, that's actually a really good point to go from simon to eddie is a shocking turnaround yeah yeah well done to, caduce to her honestly yeah. that's a great point yeah i think tamra and this isn't saying anyone else isn't but i think tamra's really 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 clever and i think she learns from mistakes really fast and that's you know i i, I think OC is an interesting franchise because they think as much as things are constantly changing, they're also like not like that. We're also staying in a lot of patterns. I guess Emily too, from what I've seen is a very supportive relationship, but I feel like a lot of this stuff is staying in a pattern of behavior or like relationships. And I think Emily too is feels that she has grown and changed on the show. Like she has. And she I, I think she's a little impatient that nobody else puts in any work. They just they Tamara goes back to doing what Tamara's gonna do and Heather goes back to her act. And I think Emily's like, you know, Shane and I have had to actually like watch this back and like and like take feedback and get constant messages on social media and like have to be different to each other. And like maybe it's for the better, maybe it's helped her life. I don't know. But I think it is probably frustrating. And I think they're I think Emily's having a good season from some perspectives because 
she's being 100% honest. And so even when she does something I don't agree with or isn't likable or like, I'm like, this seems a little, I think she's in it. Like she it does work in the law and arguing things. And so does her husband. And I think she's like got her, her documents in her head. And you know, when I knew that was true was when Heather was like, you kept coming for me. And Emily said, yeah, that's kind of true. <laughs> and I was like, she's being honest. And she did maybe just have a moment of self-awareness where she was like, yeah, I, I have been real comfortable coming for she you. She seems you know? really grounded and she seems comfortable in the environment in a way that is very connective for me. But you don't want every single person in the cast to be Emily. Otherwise, no. you just have people having like common sense conversations and then you just want to tr- change the channel. Like you, And of Orange County of all franchises, that absolutely has to be the exception to the rule, which is where Shannon comes in. Ugh. Shannon, who's having a freak, uh, like an absolute freak out about the idea that John might not be spoken of well, which is seemingly more important to Shannon and Tamara, who's believing in it as the most important problem, as sort of like a deceptive reality to fuck with Heather. And I guess Vicky, who's like, oh, my God, support your man. But it feels like it's much more important that John is seemingly never discussed unless he's spoken of like an angel than talking about whatever is happening in their relationship in a way that feels supportive to Shannon. Like Shannon is being skipped over in all of this. It's like, what does Shannon want? I think what Shannon wants is to talk about what's going on in her relationship, but it doesn't feel like her partner is, I'm being very literal when I'm saying this, allowing her to do that. And that is really concerning to me it is very concerning because he might not agree with her perception of his behavior but he shouldn't be stopping her from talking about it with her friends because if it's just going to bubble up that's not great for shan shan doesn't do well when she's just internal not being honest about things i don't know what it is about um a certain demographic of people but not talking about things does not fix them or make them go away like I I think like, especially when you are in the suburbs, there's this like concept of like, well, if something's going on with say my kids and it's embarrassing or it's like difficult or like, I'm just never going to talk about it. Like my kids are fine. Everything's fine. And I think people do that with their relationships. They do it with their finances. Like there's this keeping up appearances with the Joneses thing. And I think people think because the more good experiences and calm time you have, the better you are and like the more stable everything will be. But that's actually like not true like the problems that you have you just have to deal with them and if it's bumpy dealing with them and you always have problems you got to just ride the bumps and get comfortable like you can't live in a life where you're just denying things are going on and i'm not saying that's not what shannon's doing but i think that's what john is doing and he's asking her to do to be part of this like fake thing and she's already done that and it didn't work and then she tried honestly to fix it on camera and it didn't get better but her life did you know what i mean being honest faking up to the truth facing up to the truth saying what it is about this season her life got better and I think that it will get better when she gets to do that again. But it's uniquely horrible to keep her in this holding pattern that she's been in for decades. It's it's like not fair. And I can see Emily being like, stop, like get over this. Like, and I, I don't think that's totally fair either. People go at the pace they go at and you need to just be there and support people and be ready to help them when they're ready to hear. But like you can have a difficult conversation and be honest with somebody and stuff. But at the end of the day, I think like, Maybe that isn't fair, but I can see being frustrated and I can see wanting to to protect somebody. How do you find value in yourself if if your partner is constantly invalidating who you are, what you're like, your behavior, whatever else? Like, If anyone is, let alone someone with that access. How could it be possible for Shannon 
to understand that the dynamic that she is in is very unhealthy, especially if the people she trusts the most, which somehow, shockingly enough or whatever on the show includes Tamara, are telling her that her way of fighting for her relationship should be icing out Heather and not actually talking about John. I, I just think if there's a certain level of unpleasantness in your life day to day and you spend a certain amount of time upset or fighting or like feeling like things are not totally good until they are every day or whatever it is, the negative storm cloud, if it's over your weekends, if it's once a week when he drinks or whatever it is, like there's not a certain amount of that that's acceptable or that you should put up with or that you or that is is like it's better to swallow than to like it just isn't if you're upset or you guys fight like Shannon keeps saying like well when when we fight it's bad and people fight and it's like okay but people fight but it's not always that bad like when people fight I fight with my husband all the time I would never label it as bad ever well, it, it's upsetting but some people when they fight which we've seen on Orange County and other franchises where when some of these couples have fought consistently, they'll talk about it's all or nothing. We will get a divorce. And it's like when you have those conversations and you set the standard of if we cannot figure this out or if you don't calm down, I'm going to leave you. I mean, that is a very destabilizing environment. And for Shannon to be like living in a fucking rainforest right now where it's seemingly not great. It's like there's not a great temperature that's happening here. It does not feel like stability is grounding them. I don't know what stability means. It feels to me like her version of stability is keeping John calm. But they broke up after this. He broke up with her a week after filming and now they're hanging out again. It's like it does not make me feel great about this dynamic when there are people in the cast who are genuinely concerned about her. It doesn't mean that this is like, you know, a different kind of dynamic. Very we rarely. We don't know. We don't know what's rarely. actually going on, but it does seem that these two people should maybe not be with each other because they're in different universes. Very rarely does an entire cast or the vast majority either keep silent about it or have something to say when one of these things blows up and it, and it ends well. Very rarely does everyone agree. I think like that when when accusations were made about Mauricio cheating, it was like they wrote that out. And a lot I didn't think I don't think everyone agreed. I think a lot of people had a different impression. And I'm not saying what happened happened or what didn't happen happened between Kyle and Mauricio. I don't know. And they're on the rocks or whatever's happening. Not, you know, some, it's partially my business. Part of it isn't my business. Um, But I think whatever it was, they were able to write it out because they had a certain level of stability and care for each other that I think other people saw. If you're not seeing that, why would you jump in and be like, well, at least let Shannon figure it out? Like, well, I don't think anyone's really enthusiastically being like taking up for Shannon or taking up for John, I should say. They're taking up for Shannon. But I don't think anybody's really taking up for John hard. Their, their, their cases are like, we shouldn't talk about relationships. Not John's actually a good guy and I think he should stay in her life. And I don't know. I I also think Shannon is used to a level of discomfort day to day. Like she's normalized and accepted really high anxieties, yeah, uh, health PTSD, uncomfortable stuff in her relationship, fear for her kids, and when it's good for a little bit with somebody or ramping into better. I mean, I could see being like, I'm not going to fuck this up. I am trying for once, and then also being able to outlast a lot of stuff other people wouldn't because you're like. You've you've come to accept it. I did not know, like straight up, did not know that you could be as happy as you were when you were a kid as an adult until I found the right medication. And I'm not like overly medicated or anything. I just needed to find the right thing going wrong 
in my thought process, in my brain, physiologically and treat it. And it's not that I have no other work to do as a person, but like I don't wake up in the morning in, in like absolute despair, exhausted and having to get myself out of it every day. I didn't know you could do that genuinely. And now I'm like, oh my God, this is why other people's lives are different. And this is what like life could be. And like, and like, I don't know if Shannon's ever had that. And I don't mean to be mean and call her miserable. She's just had a rough go of it. Even when she's had all these privileges emotionally, she has genuinely had a really hard time with relationships and safety and stability with friends, with the public, with, with family. Like it's hard. And I really would like to see this woman I like we love drama. I would genuinely love to see this woman at the end of this happy and calm and like you know when people bring her concerns about her relationship she can genuinely laugh it off and be like, you know, I'm glad that you're concerned but like this is genuinely different. I don't feel that way. That's not the reaction we get. And so she must know on some level that like there's something to discuss. Yeah, it feels like he's given her warnings and this is her final one before like absolutely termination of her contract. And it feels you like she white knuckles her way through it with these warnings until she drinks and then, you know, literally can I've allow been herself there. to release. You need release. Yeah. It's gonna come out. Well, and and yet I don't know that it actually will. I mean, there will obviously be a lot of conversation at the reunion of like, what the fuck were you guys actually talking about? What did what did John what did Shannon tell you was going on with her relationship with John? But we heard some of it in the confessionals with the fact that she's allegedly like financially supporting him. The fact that I I, I mean, the Their fights are bad, whatever fights that are really is, bad. whatever that is, is not good fights. I just don't think any fight between a couple should be described as like bad, destructive, leaving you broken. Like it should be you walk away being like, I'm glad we talked about that. That, well, I don't think that's realistic. I think of that there course can, it's of not. Of course, there can be moments perfect, that have like. But if that it's are enough that you've gone to separate friends individually to tell them, if this, it's consistent in that way, where it becomes that becomes the new normal. Yeah, there's a problem. But I do also think you can have like low individual, down dirty. Yeah. Of course, people yeah. reach their limits. People <laughs> I've behave been poorly. married for a very long time. I mean, like I. But I think God that's. Bless. I mean, I think that's a part of it, though, is to like try to acknowledge what the sort of median temperature is in this relationship and dynamic. And the thing that really concerned me was when Emily was breaking down and saying that he body shames Shannon and and tells her she's unattractive. And I don't care in what situation or in what environment that is. I don't care if Get the drinking was involved. That is so deeply just awful to me to hurtful hear. to you hurtful to her hurtful, hurtful to, to her. the kids yeah. hurtful to the audience she has at home three daughters i don't who's it helping doesn't make anybody look different not that they should have to and it's tapping into something with shan and her body and her insecurities that we have seen her go through Cruel. for a number of years it's the cruelty of it all it's literally literally it feels very cruel and the way that emily responded to that and getting emotional and saying like essentially i cannot believe a man would ever say that to a woman it got me in the absolute feels because i thought to myself like she is 100 percent right and that gets to the heart of when people battle and whatever else if you are reaching for the things that you are that you know are going to trigger this person who you ostensibly love like where is the love coming in because it yeah. does not fear it does not feel like there's a lot of care here in supporting Shannon and it does make me feel very nervous 
for how she even addressed this with her then boyfriend, maybe boyfriend again. Like, it just makes me feel very nervous. Like, what was the conversation like with John? And if he's a private person who doesn't want to be talked about, he should not be dating this woman. He should have actually broken up with her because it's incredibly unfair to say to someone, the way that you are supporting your family and apparently supporting me or whatever else isn't right. It's it's like harmful to me. Like he has the right. If he wants to be entirely private, he should do that. But he should date somebody else, which you could say he did. He broke up with her, but they're back doing whatever the fuck they're doing now. How does it pursue his privacy to be cruel to her? And like, I think the cruelty is another aspect of it. But maybe the cruelty. No, but I'm saying like, if that's what he wants, go get what you want. I don't see how this is helping anyone to just be cruel. Like the idea that you get to that age and that level of like power. I don't think age has anything to do with it. No, I know it's just devastating to me because I I think it should. (laughs) I think it like I know it should grow. I think you should grow. I think you should grow and change and get wiser. And I think you should. I think your empathy should expand every single year, especially for a partner or someone close in your life. Like if you're pain and and everything that happens in life doesn't expand that, I don't think anyone should be with you, especially not someone like Shannon, who has pretty high needs. I don't know that it's not that anyone should be with you. I think it's... I wouldn't give them the advice. But people respond to challenges in different ways. And the goal, I guess, is to learn from whatever pain or loss or... Well, that, that's what I'm saying. If you're not you growing, faced, you're dying. And I'm never going to endorse anyone being in a relationship I don't know like that, that I believe that. I think if you're not growing, you're staying the same. I don't know that that's a form of death. I think that's just the reality for that person, which might not make them a good fit for Shannon specifically, but might make them a good fit for somebody else, which is a problem for someone else who won't be on reality TV. Like, that's on them. If you If you want to choose to be with someone who is exhibiting this kind of behavior, you have the right to make that choice. But are you Oh, totally. I'm just not giving my approval or advice to do that. Yeah, but know? it doesn't, it does not sound like he wants any. I mean, it's, he obviously. Oh, no, I, I mean, I mean, to a woman perspective to date him, I would be like, I know, I've seen some stuff from this 100%. man that it wouldn't be a fun experience. But yeah, of course, everyone's free to do what they want. I think he's just, he's like a big man child. As he, many men are. And at this point, it's like the exact opposite of growing with time. It's usually, it, to me, it feels like you stay stagnant from like mid 30s, sometimes early 20s to like 30 years after the fact. There is that totally. idea of someone literally not changing that is not abnormal to yeah. many women for the experience of dating men, where it's just Scared. they they like calcify their character in such a way that decades go by and it's sort of the same basic person, which is a different experience, not for everyone, but for many women in having relationships, because I think there is this idea that women do a better job of kind of like bending to fit a shape, but it doesn't always seem realistic that the opposite happens. Yeah, I think Eddie did a good job of fitting into Tamara's life in a way that like, I don't think they're a perfect couple. I'm not here to give them a million compliments. But I do think that that's a relationship where I'm like, these seem like equals. Yeah, but It also seems they like s- they give it as good as they get it from both of them. They seem partners, but also there's a they started off in a different spot. Tamara was already even though apparently she like knew him prior casually or whatever. She was already a housewife when they yeah. got together. She was supporting herself. She was independent. She was successful. She was well known. She was ambitious and wasn't Sucks afraid that that's to say it, it takes for like you know, some people like, especially women in the world, it, that's everything it takes to create a relationship that's like of equals. Sometimes that kind of sucks. I see that in queer relationships too. Sometimes it takes like 
actual resources being visible and stuff yes, for you to be taken seriously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the equality comes with yeah, a perception. The, yeah, that's true. I mean, it's you're not wrong. It's it's true and it's it was just a different world. Now, obviously John and Shannon got together well after she was a housewife and maybe he didn't know what it was that he wanted until he experienced bad aspects of her being on the show but that's just the thing that you signed up for so it sounds like he does not want to sign up any longer but then it's like well what what are we doing here and it's me making the argument of he shouldn't date her but it's like spoiler alert he made that choice he broke up with her a week after filming I guess to like see it through to the end maybe so she wouldn't have to deal with the breakup on camera that's not really how we experience Shan. Like it's not. Like I, I think it's so that he didn't have to deal with the breakup on camera. Could a hundred percent be it. <sighs> Same with fucking Steve Lodge, by the way. Yeah, hundred percent. Who's su- who's such a piece of shit? Who also did it? Because I rewatched um season two of Ultimate Girls Trip X Wives Club, which I highly recommend. It's a great way. I heard from people who are like, this is the perfect way to um, start your fall. But like, even though we are still in summer, just if you have not watched X-Wives Club recently, it is chef's kiss a delight. But Steve Lodge did it a fucking week before or day before or whatever, you know, Vicky was going out to film. Unbelievable. Like, what the fuck is that? Unbelievable. Like, it's just these men. Like, men are, I mean, it's just, it's, it's incredibly unfortunate and the thing is like i love my sweet shan she is my like deep darling broken bird and like that is you know the thing with shan is that she's always i don't know she's trying to figure it out but she's not really letting herself one step back and it's hard because we all love her and she takes so many steps forward i know but so many steps back it's she's getting that ten thousand a day it's literally steps back I know it's like literally she's just walking for and then back and then front with that doctor physical trainer being like come on come Which, on did anybody ever check if he actually is a doctor do you remember that guy yeah who like made her like weigh herself and was like what do you think yeah. <laughs> like let's get to work like it was so deeply we need awkward. to get our bells out dr tim i think was his name <laughs> yeah. i want to know what he's a doctor of cardio things. i don't yeah. know i'm into it um it, it's just it was a it's it's an unfortunate episode but one that was like also so fucking good and that moment where shannon is like losing her shit to emily and like you know we haven't talked since 2000 or whatever and emily looks at her and she's like and emily's being so earnest like i i'm obsessed with emily it was really it was a really good it was like literally i've watched it so many times i'm like i literally emily is in my top 10 she might be honorary she's like top seven she literally was like yeah shannon we did but we also talked two months ago Uh, it was like javier's she's like what did i say and she's like a bunch of stuff like do you no, want no, no, me no, to no 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 it wasn't like at javier's what did she say it was at javier's and then blinking they were doing yeah. morse code to each other blinking back and forth of like oh i didn't even pick up on that oh no there was like a total she said like a couple months ago like you told me at javier's and then if i'm remembering correctly it was like a blinking. literal silent film i mean i heard like it was like i must have not i've looked right it was there. like animals in the ocean where it's wow. like you have to hear them you have to have a different kind of fucking sensory experience like yeah they were having a language amongst themselves of emily being like saying with her eyes like sweetie like Come i on. know we're all saying that heather told us stuff but like you told us maybe worse stuff and then shannon's being like i said what and then how drunk was i and yeah. shannon's trying to figure out 
if that actually happened, but you know she was turtle timing. Like, no, we need like a. a, a, a if, uh, it was you know, honestly not iconic. My business, it was an iconic moment. Not in my business, but we need maybe a dispenser for the Tito's that like auto shuts off like a puppy. <laughs> you know what I mean? But then would she have been on Housewives for this long? I don't know. I don't know. I'm just saying what we need today. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't there. <laughs> Shout out to Astapro for sponsoring this episode and providing me with free samples. Astapro is a first-of-its-kind nasal allergy spray. It's the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes, while other allergy sprays take hours. Astapro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. It delivers full prescription strength indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. Living in New York City is not easy. Just ask Sonia, trying to sell that house. There are so many mornings where I wake up and think, oh my gosh, I'm having the worst cold of my life. And I realize it's actually from allergies. When my nasal allergies flare up, and that happens when the season changes and the temps get a little warmer than they normally are, I use Astapro, and I'm amazed at how fast I'm back in the game. And that game is looking for Dorenda on the Upper East Side. Astapro always has my back and nose. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to astaproallergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. A-S-T-E-P-R-O allergy.com. Astapro and go. Use as directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. Paris is always a good idea. And when I schlep on over to Europe to my favorite city in the world, I bring with me a few important phrases that I have learned from housewives. C'est bon, c'est bon. Chic, c'est la vie. Je m'appelle the Countess. N'est-ce pas, Luan? <laughs> and while those key phrases are important when speaking to any French bravoholic for other matters of life, that's where Rosetta Stone comes in. Rosetta Stone is the trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered, including, of course, French. It features fast language acquisition. It immerses you in so many ways. There's no English translations. So you really learn to speak, to listen, and to think in that language. It's an intuitive process. You pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. J'adore Chris Manzo. Et toi? There's a speech recognition filter which gives you feedback on your pronunciation. It's convenient with desktop and app options. And it's an amazing value. Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership has all 25 languages for any and all trips and language needs in life. That's lifetime access to all 25 language courses Rosetta Stone offers for 50% off. A steal. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, AGs can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today. Today. 
I just came back from the salon. And for the record, I went with a sassy little bob and quiet luxury shade of blonde. Yes, that's literally what we're calling it, quiet luxury. Aside from trips to the salon, I don't actually blow out my hair. My hair is naturally wavy, and that's why I love Way. Way's new anti-frizz cream is a lightweight cream that provides immediate frizz control that lasts for up to 72 hours. I know that I have a limited amount of time <laughs> with wet, wavy hair in which to get myself in order. And that is why I love the anti-frizz cream. It has notes of bergamot, Italian lemon, violet, and more. And it smells un. Believable. Truly, as someone who is a little bit sensitive to scents, I put this in my hair and I feel great. It also genuinely pairs well with my perfume, which I appreciate. I don't blow out my hair because after years of color processing and attempting to make it straight, I know it looks better and stays healthier when I avoid blow drying, which is why I love the anti-frizz cream. I've used products, especially with wavy hair, where it feels heavy and looks kind of wet. And that's why I love Waze Anti-Frizz Cream because it enhances the natural waves in my hair. I still look like me, just a little elevated. And P.S. I am way obsessed with Waze other bestsellers. They're leave-in conditioner, detox shampoo, my personal favorite. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to T-H-E- O-U-A-I dot com and enter promo code Andy for 15% off any product. That's T-H-E-O-U-A-I dot com with promo code Andy. Conversations around wellness and weight loss can be complicated. There's the Instagram filter we all see on IG and social media and then IRL. And between $20 smoothies and daily ice baths, everyone is doing the most to hack the health system. But there's a better way. Roe. Roe provides access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. Over 200,000 people have already chosen Roe to help them lose weight. And you can sign up from the comfort of your own home. No scheduling a doctor's appointment, commute to the doctor's office, and no waiting rooms. The Roe Body Program pairs a weekly shot with healthy lifestyle changes so you can lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. Of course, medication must be paired with diet and exercise modifications in order to achieve any stated results. Medication cost is not included in the program. Patients must pay for medication separately. With Roe, average weight loss is 15 to 20% in one year with healthy lifestyle changes. BMI and other eligibility criteria apply. Go to roco slash andysgirls. You can sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Medication costs are separate. That's ro.co slash andysgirls. Sign up today. In the words of Meredith Marks, when it comes to that week, week and a half before my period, I wish I was disengaging. My PMS is off the charts. Truly Uber Eats needs to check in and say, it's about that time, isn't it? I know it is. The cravings are crazy. I want to crawl out of my skin. 
Now it's easier to manage PMS with estro control. Happy Mammoth, the company that created Hormone Harmony and estro control, is dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means using only science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. They make no compromise when it comes to quality, and it shows. For AGs who are friends of perimenopause, menopause, or postmenopause, Happy Mammoth has hormone harmony. It's not just a supplement for women going through those stages. It's also become a phenomenon. Women can't stop talking about it on social media. A bottle of hormone harmony is sold every 24 seconds. For a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code ANDESGIRLS at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code ANDESGIRLS for 15% off today. I'm engaging. <laughs> it's so tough. I love tough. her so much, but she, it is hashtag rough tough stuff because like I, I love Shannon so much. She's in what looks like an, a, a quote unquote to me, obviously terrible relationship. And the thing that you were saying before about like you see this in suburban communities, I would say you see it in every community, but I think the difference here between the idea of like, mm, when I think suburban, I sort of think like my hometown in Rhode Island, like, you know, houses and stuff yeah. and like people not really necessarily talking to each other. But I yeah, think it's like, I don't know my neighbors, but we're always on stage in front of each other. Yeah, no, I get that. But I think the difference here is the gated community aspect, which yeah. is different because. Yeah. Well, that's the, the Jen ideal- and Ryan factor of like, this is a little incestuous at this point. Can you back up? You know what I mean? Wait, say that again. Where it's like, everybody knows everybody. And, oh, because Heather, I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I think that it comes, there's like the idea that there is a privilege that's obviously financial, but it's also in the idea that you are upwardly mobile, that you are in this upper echelon. And as a result of being in the upper echelon, you need to prove that you deserve to stay there. And it should always be an upswing. And Things are always an, upswing. Absolutely. It's like marketing 101 over and over and over again. And I think you can see that in literally any community at any socioeconomic level, but it is also the characterization of people in gated communities that inspired the creation of Real Housewives. Because it was I think gated communities Desperate just, Housewives come to life. They just uniquely foster and encourage behavior that is natural. I think it's like totally normal. And I think in some aspects, different places, it's it's just a little different. And it maybe, it, or it comes out in different ways, let's say. I think that that's probably true. Whereas when I grew up in the suburbs and what I see on OC is this strain of just like, it's like when families are like, we all have each other's back no matter what. Mm-hmm. And like, yes, yes, you should. You should always be there. But also sometimes your family's wrong. And sometimes you can say that sometimes when a stranger says like, how's your mom? And you could say like, I don't know, we're taking a little breather. You know, we both went through some stuff like it, not a stranger, but like uh, someone that you both know or or you can acknowledge that things are not like totally perfect and still come off as a totally functional, healthy adult. I think yeah. it's actually better. But I think the suburbs uniquely create this environment where you're like a u- a unit. You're a nuclear unit and you don't know your neighbors beyond that they're in a unit and you know f- people as families. You're like, oh, the blacks are fun. Or you're like, hey, like the the the, the Morrisons are, are, are a wild bunch when they drink. Or you can say like, oh, you know, the Hannigans down the street, they're having, they're fighting. 
And and so then the kids get the stigma because they're all a unit. So you're creating this like brand where I'm the Hands, say, and, and you you have what you want it to represent, but it's like you're not a corporation. Right. And if you knew your neighbors a little bit, maybe you could all help each other with each other's problems. And I don't know. I just I don't get that vibe from the suburbs. And I'm not saying everyone here does that or like everyone in cities does that by no means. I've been to the Upper East Side. I'm here right now. Uh, <laughs> but I do think it it's encouraged by just the dynamics of what the suburbs are. Um, and I think OC is the most suburban of the franchises. It feels the most like Desperate Housewives in a way. Mm. Maybe it's because it's the first, but it does feel like uniquely suburban, even though like, you know, Atlanta's is very suburban. Everyone has a house in a neighborhood. Yeah. yeah. Um, and maybe Beverly Hills, but Beverly Hills, LA is different. LA is very different. Um, I don't know. I, I also think like these women they're getting into each other's relationships partly because we kicked off the season with that. Tamara did this stuff with Jen. And I think maybe it's like, well, if that's what we're going to do, we said we weren't going to do it. Like they keep saying vault, vault, vault. There's things that we put in the vault. There's things we're not touching. I think the gloves are like a little off and now everyone's like, fine. And everybody, but Emily, who's already, it's already been said, what are you going to say? Everybody, but Emily is kind of up for game. Even Heather got a little like, well, you know what I saw in the tabloids about your marriage. And Heather was like, no, 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 no. I'm already getting my fair share of shit. We're not doing that today. I don't think a single producer here wants that. We'll do that next season. You know what I mean? She's putting off a vibe of like, stop. But I think right now it's like, everybody's going to get a little, like, it's like when a food fight starts, when Tamara starts a food fight, (laughs) Um, everyone's getting a little icing on them at that point. Because if I had to. Bitch, you're all getting it on you. Um, and I don't know. It's making for a fun season from a drama point of view. It's making for an interesting season from an emotional point of view. Um, it feels like there are huge emotional stakes. Yeah. For Shannon, obviously, and John Jansen, who obviously were not necessarily thrilled about, shall we say, the Ryan Jen situation oh, feels my God. dire. Mojo Dojo Even- Casa House Ryan. <laughs> I mean, for real, even though he literally said to her friend, on the new episode that like will be married in 12 months, which took me aback. I gasped. And then this woman is like, Oh, I talked to him more than your ex-husband. So he seems great. I was like, what the fuck are you doing, man? Like you think this guy is the one really after what she's been through uh, the pretending, like the dick pic, like the continued statements and like repetition that the dick pic was sent for, for her. Not for someone else when she was sitting across from him and it says, I miss you. And then at the table, he said, have I ever sent you a dick pic? And it's like, yeah, you were supposed to have sent her that one. You keep with the like, like, it doesn't make sense. So weird. And also just own it. Be like, listen, I've always had like a non-monogamous sexualized life. And, you know, that's we're down to have a good time right now. And like, maybe we'll settle down. Yeah, maybe they could just. Own I it. I don't just think own he, it. The difference is he doesn't. He does not appear to want to be non-monogamous. No, he's cheating. He wants to cheat. Yeah, yeah. And so 100%. him saying and her, but that's what I'm saying. Like you know, it's not healthy because there's a way to play this. Well, then, then the other part of her saying in the confessional, like I refuse to be a woman who's like divorced twice. And I'm thinking to myself, like, but why doesn't this current partnership matter? Like, yeah. Why does yeah. it only matter if it ends? If it's was began or, or or became rather a marriage. Like right now, do we trust this man? Like, you know, do we it's think a great that this way to not out? get divorced twice is the second time. Don't marry someone who lies and cheats. <laughs> like, I don't like I, my husband can't cheat on me. Cause I, we have our own our open relationship arrangement. We own it. It is what it is. Like uh, it is what it is. 
And I'm thrilled about it. It's what's right for us. It's not right for everybody. And if someone makes a promise to you that they're not going to do to you what they did to someone else and someone else and that you did to somebody and they've already broken it and this isn't what you want again. I just, why would you, why would you be so focused on, I, I, again, it's, it's the, like, it's the masking, it's the lie, it's the branding, it's the, like, I'm on a TV show, I want to give off perfection, and it's, like, you're not, you're not giving off perfection, like, that ship's already sailed, let's, like, confront what it is, and maybe she just can't, and maybe that's the authenticness, is that she just literally is not going to do that, but it seems pretty obvious that this is headed towards flames, like, he's awful. Well, Tamara's argument is that she's, keeping this together with scotch tape for TV. I think her argument is that that's not happening. She's trying to scotch tape this together for real life. Like I think she thinks the housewife status will make him so motivated to stay with her. You do? Yeah, I do actually think. I think she knows how much he wants to be on the show. I think she's like, now it's part of me. And if it's what he likes, like then that's what he like, that's who I am now. And I do think there's a certain degree of like, maybe that's not 100% of her thought process, but I think it's at least 30. And I think... Wait, say that again. I don't see that at all. Like he wants to be on the show. Yes. And he will do what it takes, which means keep it in his pants for the most part and be respectful of her if it means he can stay on the show. And if she gets married to him, he's going to stay on the show. If she strings it along a little bit, maybe he'll behave better. He'll like he'll care about her. She can change him. I think that that's maybe her thinking. But, you know, that's just me from the outside seeing how motivated he is seems to be to be on the show. Um I think that's what's happening with Teresa and Louie, but I don't think Teresa knows it. Jen, to me, seems smart enough. Although it it is interesting to me that it didn't occur to her that maybe Tamara was trying to do her a favor. Like, Tamara doesn't want her with this guy who she thinks is bad for her. She knows she's on the come up because she's got this show. She can meet a million different guys. A million guys are going to want to be dating her. Tamara knows that Jen's on the come up? Yeah. Okay. And I think she thinks I'll make you instantly iconic with this dick pic craziness and this wacko guy. We'll kick him out of your life. You'll get at least a season or two more out of that. I think that that was Tamara's thinking. I don't think it was because Tamara's coming to this with some sort of upset and frustration about what she seems to believe is Jen's not theatrics, but Jen trying to paint the picture that she's in a great relationship with Ryan. I don't think that Tamara's thinking... I think she hates Ryan. I agree with that, but I think Tamara's also feeling a certain amount of anger and upset toward Jen for possibly pushing through a narrative that critiques Tamara and puts the onus of attention on Tamara, not Jen. I don't think Tamara's thinking I like that, but I don't think that's I, I don't think Tamara's thinking like I'm gonna say that Ryan's bad because I want you to see you necessarily fly free. I don't know that that's the priority in Tamara's head. I think Tamara's thinking like you are trying to fuck with me right now and I know the truth, which is that you know that he's not great and I'm mad at you because I think you not being truthful about this is a disloyalty to our friendship, which is an argument I've talked about not totally vibing with on prior AGs. Like, I don't know how much of Jen and Ryan having a possibly toxic relationship, how much of that has to do with Tamara. I think that it's like, it's a little bit of an overstep. No, I think that's totally true that they have a toxic relationship. I think it's totally true that Tamara's now mad at Jen or at one point. Tamara's saying like, you're not telling me what's going on. So you're a bad friend, which is not really how friends. I don't think Tamara really believes that. Like, I don't think, I think Tamara gets herself psyched up for different things, but she's ready to forgive, move on when it, when it suits her. She's ready to be mad again after she's over something, if it suits her. And I'm not saying she's like that completely craven. I think she just, that's how she is. That's how her mind works and it it is sort of what she wants it to be at any given moment and I think maybe she's 
been mad at Jen or got mad at Jen, but I don't, I think she genuinely wants the best for Jen. She just thinks she knows better about how to get it for her because she's in her mind kept Vicky and Shannon along so long and she's given them so many great storylines and she's gotten so many horrible men out of their lives. I think Tamara is a crafty little planner. But she's not, it does not feel like any part of this is to support and uplift Jen. It's like she's I'm, bringing her in to fuck with her and then say we weren't really friends and maybe. I think you're fake. Like maybe. It doesn't feel like she's doing it to ultimately be like, and I'm doing you a favor by bringing you this drama i don't think she's that generous mm. even even to herself even as like a defense mechanism i don't think she is maybe it would make for a good book though yeah and i mean <laughs> no but for real and brian moylan always makes the argument that every um fight on housewives is ultimately a fight about the show yeah and so easily. it's like definitely these days and certainly with the Tamara and jen dynamic that feels very apparent and obviously the shannon the emily thing the shannon emily thing the shannon gina thing irl the Shannon Heather thing all of that is ultimately fighting about what you're going to say on camera about my man like how are you going to impact my life by what you are telling possibly hundreds of thousands of people and also you know one-on-one production like that's ultimately where this is coming from and that's the unsolvable puzzle because you're never going to get the answer that you want while you're still on the show yeah you could try to get it once you're off the show but who wants that and when you make the whole ride about the show, also, like, it's hard for you to make some progress. Like, it is it is actually a little more difficult of a challenge when you're navigating these relationships as show, like, as, like, a, a proxy for stuff going on mm-hmm. with the show. It actually does make it more difficult to stay on the show, in my opinion, in some regards, because your relationships are a little less solid. There's a little less, like, fun happening a lot of the time. This season's definitely, like... It's good that we have this device of them dressing up as each other because it genuinely worked and was a delight. But without that, it would have been a pretty dour party. No, it would have been really dark. I mean, Shannon talks about paranoia. Don't make me look a certain way. Yeah. Don't make me look. She says that repeatedly. When she was saying the to the camera, like, I'm not an unreasonable person. I am not a crazy person. It was like, I could see the PTSD of when the walls close in. And I've had that feeling when the walls close in and you're like, oh, fuck. I'm fucked. Like, oh God, no. And you have to watch it play out in front of you. And it's not really your fault, but it kind of is. Like, I could, I can I could just see that flashing before her eyes again. And I was like, Shanna. Which we're not diagnosing her by using. Oh, that. no, no, no. I'm saying from my perspective, yeah, yeah, yeah. I could see like my right. my history. Yeah. I know that feeling. I'm I have no idea what's what her life yeah. is. I know the feeling of from my two PTSD is when the walls close in and you're like, I screwed up or I didn't even screw up, but this is now going to happen at me. And I could see her just trying to negotiate her way out of it. Yeah. And I really understood it, but I also felt like the ship is kind of sailed. You kind of have to navigate out of this one. Now you can't just throw up your hands and be like, I'm not doing this. Like it's already done. I got the footage of all this fighting. Like we pull up now. Now we got to pull up. Um, But you know, she'll get there. I think she just needed a real breather. It was an intense evening. And it's going to be an awkward, I think, dance for her to figure out how to discuss all of this at the reunion, knowing that she and John are hanging out again. I think had there been a little bit of, I mean, they were seemingly separated for several months, didn't talk during that time. And now they're like hanging out or whatever. Um, and I wonder how much of that, I, I, don't, I have questions about the idea of them, like the quote unquote hanging out. I don't know how much of that is to skirt critique of like what's actually going on by saying we're not in a committed relationship right now. But I just wonder how the reunion would potentially go if she really had separated from John and kept that separation to that point permanent. I wonder if we would get any more realization about 
their relationship because maybe that did come after the relationship ended. But then when you choose to be with that person again, what do you do with that information? I have no idea. I have truly no idea what she's thinking. Like, like you really have to challenge. It's possible to do to break up with someone for reasons dealing with potentially a possibly toxic dynamic without knowing what how that toxicity defines itself and do like real fucking work. I don't yeah. think that's going to happen in a calendar year and try to figure out if you are in a different feel like you are working in a different environment than you were before like as your own human person self and maybe that person magically is also doing the work if you two seemingly different people but ones who have memories intact are able to try to like, I just, figure I out have a to know what's together, different. but that requires so much i mean it's like, it's like it's it's it is possible but it's sort of Either both of you have to Tough. have had some profound change. The environment has to change the the like rhythm of the relationship. Like when are we seeing each other needs to change like some significant stuff. I need and I, again, maybe we would have maybe we will find out. Maybe we would have found out um, if it was done a little differently. But like, I don't I don't know what's different. Like he wasn't living with her. He wasn't st- apparently staying at her house overnight. She's How not long was he a bachelor, him. by the way? I don't know. I'm telling you, 30-ish, whatever, to 20-plus years later, they don't change. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, if nothing's different, if he's not in in therapy. (laughs) I really, really have. I really have. (laughs) Except maybe Harry Dubin. (laughs) Who gave me his cell phone at the Regency. We could have. I could text him right now. I won't. You said professional. I need a professional (laughs) journalistic. Oh God. Um, yeah, but they, I mean, it, this is the thing. And it reminds me a lot of the Jen Ryan dynamic because it's like the question I keep thinking to myself is the one that I don't know that Jen is genuinely asking, which is like, what work has Ryan done to change what seems like decades of behavior? Any, every, he's cheated in every relationship he's ever had. I take that very literally, like high school through now, are we saying like, or late teens early 20s i bet like, that is true but that isn't what he will specifically say he would say like the majority but i bet that is true i just think some people if you're okay with doing that lying and and doing that i don't know that he's okay with I don't it know but how it seems like get, he gets off on it yeah totally if that's just part of your routine i don't know how maybe the shame is a part of it sometimes. too oh yeah 100%. i mean it's, it could be like the whole i think shannon cycle. telling people on the show things about john is also part of like of of a way of of really Toxic putting the screws to him screws to him shame and and like a shame thing and a self destructive thing and like I think that that's part of it I think or a release yeah and I think the dynamics of this really being about the show it, it I'm glad it's spoken in I actually think we're talking about it about the right amount right now I don't know where the where they're going with the fourth wall stuff but I think occasionally bringing it in when it's cl- very clear that that's what's going on is the bare minimum we have to be doing. But like, yeah, a lot of this is about like being seen and safety and stability when there's cameras around. You know what I just realized? And people you don't choose. We're at minute hour. Is that we didn't talk about the Salt Lake trailer? (laughs) Uh. Oops, which I did do a live reaction for Patreon, which you can listen to. But um, so can we shift gears a little bit about Orange County and just talk touch on Salt Lake City and then you and I are going to do an after show for Patreon because I have a list of questions that I have or not. No, no, we are. Okay. Um that wasn't <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Checking to see if it's turtle time. Um thoughts on the Salt Lake City trailer. I'm stoked. 
I frankly, nobody's gonna like to hear this. I don't even notice Jenna's gone. I, I'm I'm fine with I it. I completely forgot. Right? I'm not. No, but I like. It's I'm, like a smell left the room. I just. <laughs> It's always there when it's there, but when it's gone, you're like, oh. This is fine. This yeah. is maybe better. I forgot. I forgot. Huh. Oh um, my God. I literally I was never forgot that, that she's not. Th- th- I'm genuine. I'm not joking. When I like, I forgot about Jen. I think a lot. I haven't seen I anybody talk about it. I watched that trailer three times today. Yeah. Seen or? anybody mention it. Not a single person. Wow. Is what it is. I, I think, listen, I'm really excited about this season. Lisa Barlow, my God, we're going to be seeing her in all her glory still, apparently, from what I can tell. God bless. Um, Meredith looks uh, fin- phenomenal. <laughs> I think, like, we're, we're looking great. Um, I'm <laughs> really. not a great. What? I think, like, she. When I looked Does at she that cast do photo. <laughs> Meredith being beautiful is okay, not going to be I'm everyone's people compliments. I'm excited to see a beautiful lady this season. I'm, I'm a. Very queer person. I'm not trying other. to sexualize her. I'm just excited. No, but it's just so funny that it's like they're all Lisa beautiful. Bar- but, no, but it's like Lisa Barlow's personality is like so great for housewives, and then it's giving a little Aretha beautiful gown. Like uh, <laughs> Meredith is so pretty. It's like they're all pretty. Yeah, we all have different strengths, <laughs> and that's okay. Uh, I have like three talents. What is it that Seth says to her in a scene? He's like, "What the? What the?" What the egg or something? It's like he doesn't want to swear, so he's like, "What oh, the? Yeah. What the what bird? The yeah, what the frick?" I was like, "What the fuck are you doing, sir? Like they can bleep you out." Also, I don't know. I, I, do you think that's the thing? That's what tips you into a bad person. <laughs> it's that because we all know what you're trying to really say. So fuck. you know, already Just did already did your goal. Just say fuck. God. Anyway, so annoying. <laughs> my god that boob what cake i'll never i can't with the frick it's so it's like that's annoying to me he's not adorable <laughs> if he was adorable if shannon said it i would be like oh my god i'm obsessed like put that on a shirt but when seth says it no. i'm like no, no we're not this is not for me this is but also um whitney rose and justin yeah relationship in turmoil don't know that i believe it i don't i i bet that it is but i those he has he's been out of work that has i'm sure added a lot of stress yeah i also think like you know also have another job i forget they're also on you know they're this is uh, no judgment but they're in different places in their life age-wise and when you when you're when that's true i think you like you have different things you want to do and stuff. And I'm not saying it pairs a couple of parts. Sometimes it's the best thing in the world and they love each other. But sometimes it catches up with you. Sometimes it catches up with you a little faster than you thought. And I think like he, not that they're not going to figure it out. I actually think that they, from what I've seen, have like a pretty healthy way of talking about things. Which is why I was like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah. But you know, if that's what they're going through and they just want to be as transparent as possible. I also like get the vibe that she's like, this is reality. And we just kind of see what's really happening. And, and mm-hmm. cup, as, as has been said recently, couples fight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but I also think like <sighs> Whitney seems to be growing and changing a lot. Like she's really blossomed into being this housewife lady. And, and I see her networking. I see her trying to make moves. I th- see her really throwing herself into the show and being good at this and not in a bad way, in a good way. Um, and I think that, you know, that can be hard when you were working and you were the earner and you were the star of the family for someone else to be. But we can each be a gardener and a flower. I don't think we each have to pick. Um, and maybe they'll ride it out. But I am interested to see. I find her fascinating. I find her candidness fascinating. Um, I'm really into her. Yeah. I think she's great at what she does on this show. I'm also really excited. Um, 
Heather, the Heather of it all, we're going to get a lot of fallout. I think like we're going to get a lot of residual fallout from last season. Yeah. And Ultimate Girls Trip. I think we're going to get a little with Whitney. I wonder how they will reference that. I think the next time Heather steps out of line, people are just going to be like, hey, remember when you like, hey, hey, let's not. You know what I mean? And I think she's got to take her lumps for a season. So, you know, what's interesting about that in the ways that we both forgot Jen Shaw was a thing. I wonder how short term memory loss will work for viewers who may have had a certain level of frustration with Heather last season. Because there are two ways. There are they many ways to look like at it. Her. You want to like her or you just don't want to live in that space of frustrating dislike. Like I personally, I mean, I get into this on a Patreon episode about the difference between spiritual and trigger housewives. But like she was both for me. She started off as a spiritual housewife who who landed in the top five essentially from the jump and then became a trigger because I was really honestly horrified by her attempts to make fun of domestic violence in a way that I thought was particularly While simultaneously offensive. defending Jen. It was just pick a struggle. <laughs> well, I mean, it was, I don't know that it was pick. I think it was for me, likability wise, I-, I can swallow like one thing. I was just like enough of this, enough of you. Every scene you're in, you're doing something I don't like. I accept when she was with her kids, which like everybody's likable with their kids for the most part. I, you know, it, I was just like enough. And I had not felt that way. I was very like, can't wait for 10 years with Heather. You know what I mean? No, I know. So maybe she'll turn around. I do think she will turn it around. But it's a question of are people open to that? I think it's going it to take a little while. Yeah. It might work in her favor of people being like, you know what? I don't want to. It's like less about what Heather does this season and more about how we want to feel about it. Like making the choice to say, am I going to carry with me the frustration from last season that never got resolved? Because she was saying a bunch of different stuff on book tours that never made sense of like, oh, it was a thing and production knew even though there was a formal investigation and they were doing it for an Airbnb and uh, we weren't allowed to ever tell like things that did not add up with like actual HR from a corporate perspective. And is it like, do you just do we just put that all aside that like something happened? She made decisions about how to discuss things on camera that many people, maybe not everyone, but you can't discount the fact that many people found it offensive. And can we just acknowledge that she's not going to acknowledge it and just try to understand different aspects of her. Like, is she only going to be that? Like, can can we identify her with something else instead of, I think the audience, except for specific cases like Kelly Dodd or Ramona, I think the audience is really in a place of in 2023 as I think we just as a world of move on, like move on. Let's just go forward. We're not putting you in jail. You're on the show. You do better. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. We're not putting you in jail. You do better. We will, we will, we will stay open-minded, but I, you know, I'm not saying I'm probably not going to take up for Heather for a few episodes, if not a season, Right. but I'm not here to be like, she's forever banned from like my heart. Yeah. Or being a person worth consideration or having something to say, or, you know, I, I just think it was a really, really abruptly rough season, which I, you know. It it's was hard every time bad. someone has I was one. honestly very, I like lost my shit. I had like essentially tantrums about it. I was, because I found it so shocking. I, I thought I, what made her me stuff mad on was social, that... her promoting her book by saying you'll find out her being cheeky in ways that was uh, to me very inappropriate when you're talking about 
she was just this knowing smug presented and maybe you know i this is maybe out of line i don't care um if it is it probably won't be included uh, (laughs) i think as a really religious person also sometimes when people point out something that you're doing that maybe doesn't make as much sense logically maybe it's a tradition or something a custom that they're like i don't know if this is serving you or i don't like this or this is very foreign to me of of being like rather than being challenged i'm just gonna be like you don't know what you're talking about and I think all season, Heather had this attitude of like, you don't know what you're talking about. You'll see. No, it'll all come out. No, Jen, I know Jen. You don't know Jen. The whole world has this perception. And it's like I, I this defensiveness and like this like shutting down of criticism. It's like hard. How do you move forward? Move forward is the keyword. How do you move forward? How do you talk about anything if like everything I say, I don't really know and blah, blah, blah. And you're not going to tell me any more information. You're not going to tell me the truth. It like Heather it it's not it's not okay to like there's a whole drawn out thing that you've already told people like you're all bruised up something serious happened and then to allude to different things and be like uh, very smug about it and then mad at people for being concerned or asking follow-up questions joking about people being genuinely (sighs) concerned and getting in touch with her on social media it's all coping mechanisms for for being criticism or for being criticized your whole life in a way that you are just not ready to accept and you're just not ready to confront um and I'm not saying it's like everybody religious. I just think it's some people have those coping mechanisms. And to me, it was just, it's the worst part of Heather. It's the part of Heather I thought she wanted to leave behind when she started the show that I started rooting for her was being like, I'm going to just be open. I'm going to just tell it like it is. Well, I'm just going to. a lot gonna... easier said than done. Yeah, of course. Yeah. For all of us. But she yeah. has high ambitions in that regard. She knows the benefits. <gasps> so if we can get back on that train six to seven episodes in, maybe I'm like, I'm having fun with Heather, and, but I don't know. Well, and maybe the idea is at the end of the day, she is complicated in ways I dislike personally she's behaved in ways that I find upsetting yeah and also she can be funny and she's obviously very smart and can be a light and obviously was excellent casting and it's just one of those things of like maybe you carry with you not just the baggage of last season of her behavior on social media her behavior on during the reunion everything else and maybe it's just like okay well she's very complicated as seemingly nearly every housewife is certainly every housewife who isn't one and done is on this on additional seasons for reasons she revealed more about herself than maybe she even understands at this point or is willing to accept and that's the reality that we move forward with and a lot of people might disagree with any number of the critiques that we've just totally. leveled, which yeah. they have every right to I'm just but, throwing out my two zones but it's also the reality of like okay well many things can be true at once and it's possible to exist in a universe where people have different opinions about different housewives including in their behavior and you don't need to discount or minimize another person's um opinion or expression of that because you have literally it's not really on you there's, and it, no one is the decider here except for andrew and cohen and even that <laughs> i'm like there's still a team of other network execs there too you know what i'm saying like, yeah and whatever her truth is is her business like i'm you know we're talking about a tv show and what she made it our business yeah um and you chose to do that and now we're talking about the things that are our business which is all the stuff that was shown publicly and that you said um and if we don't like that stuff well that's just a note for you professionally but you know i don't think she's some irredeemable person there's very rarely people on this show that i'm like i just don't want them back and most of the time it's not because i think they're irredeemable people i'm just like this is an irredeemable situation this will not go anywhere good nobody's gonna enjoy this I, i don't think the audience needs it um and heather's not one of those people heather's someone i got really upset with emotionally for complicated reasons i agree yeah and it's like i don't know that she will ever 
address that i don't know that she's in a position where she feels like she can yeah because we also have no idea what ultimately happened she's still she's struggling with the prison reasons. of the mind that she grew up with too totally she says it herself which doesn't absolve her of no 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 but her it, choices it but it, it helps ex- it's the difference between an excuse and an explanation like yes we can have a conversation that might explain behavior but are you going to be ultimately accountable for how you presented or performed your character because yeah. it feels it's like which heather do we believe to be real well maybe all of them and yeah. that's difficult and it's difficult in the stan community to understand or accept the fact that someone might not be perfect and i certainly responded to that in like a <gasps> ways because i just didn't expect it just kept to see- going no, too like- it's hard to get your bearings <laughs> when it just keeps going it was go it was going and going and going but also the idea that i maybe didn't provide space because i was too optimistic i didn't provide yeah. space the fact that she was cannier than i gave her credit for and by giving credit i mean like in uh, knowing that when you attach yourself to a housewife through the lens of a spiritual housewife, when you say this person reminds me of myself or I connect to this person in a specific way that I find like, you know, refreshing or positive, and then they behave in a way that feels so... It's not her fault that I had high st- high, high expectations of her. No, that's on me. Yeah. That's like genuinely on me. But, but it is her fault that she that she did not meet some of my bars on the floor expectations <laughs> but that's that's that I is the shades of gray of the show yeah is that those are those other people probably had different expectations and the most sensible seeming housewives are almost in for the biggest like world of hurt because yeah. we think that because you're grounded you're going to be accountable and maybe you were chosen for housewives because of an appearance or performative way of being accountable or maybe there's just like when you've dug yourself into a hole you don't know how to get out of it and it's just like at a certain point I thought lines were crossed that I thought was genuinely unacceptable when it comes to like very triggering topics that we're not going to get into but I just and just like flat out lying and then telling me I'm not to my face is I'm not saying it's the worst thing people do it on the show all the time it just was a confluence of things that just tweak me the wrong way. And, and you know, speaking of, I mean, like, we take Heather very seriously. So when she tells me a lie or something I perceive to be a lie, I get mad because I'm like, that's not who you were supposed to be to me, which isn't her fault. But then there are people like Mary who's been lying up and down and exaggerating and playing things down and whatever. And now she's back. And I'm like, great. <laughs> It doesn't. It make isn't sense. fair. It's not no, fair. but that's why again the grounded housewives. There's like maybe three of them. They. Yeah. It's it's sort of an unfair dynamic because we put more pressure on them than any than many other housewives who are rewarded for being out to lunch. And it's well, just that's like, the other thing is that like. Sonia gets rewarded because she's so fun, but she gets away with stuff that other people probably wouldn't or got away with stuff that other people probably wouldn't in regards to like bullshit or whatever. Not that she ever really, she just slips by the way that Tamara slips by, but you know, it's that that's who she kind of is in the group and for the show and for the audience. And, but it it also means that like, you know, Heather also had her book would have went so great if that had not happened because the support and love from her it did do well. I think it did really well. I think it would have gone even maybe 10 times as hard or something. Like I think I would have promoted it. I would have read the fuck out of it, but I'm not really interested in hearing her story right now. I have but to be so very honest. It's a trade off, right? Like she I probably will in a month. She could have <laughs> genuinely give me a couple nice other episodes. And I will shit. Normalize change your mind based on new information. Yeah. hundred percent. I mean, that's also the show. I mean, like, we ride the, like, you know, ride. Um, It's a Ramona coaster. Ramona coaster. 
Yeah, I don't know. I just what I'm saying is I think sometimes being that person gives you special privileges too. And I don't think she was thrilled to watch them dissolve in real time. I think she was like much like filler. (laughs) She looks phenomenal too. She looks incredible. Yeah. Um, Which if I'm coming back from a bad season, baby, I'm coming back looking like that. Butter yellow as a dress color. I have had a really sorted, difficult past with yellow as a shade for dresses. And in one of those fucking scenes, she's in like, was it chiffon? It wasn't chiffon. It was something butter yellow. And she looked gorgeous. And to be a blonde in butter yellow, like you really and I love, you know, a pale like an ivory i do like i do love like a, but it's like a ginger a, as as a former ginger, wearing as red. a ginger wearing red or orange like it's like you have it's to very tough and she looked great. gorgeous yeah it makes me honestly she ate that promo of, photo right up i was like oh, i haven't even really looked at them oh wow she just draws your eye she's sitting in a slightly she different position and she looked phenomenal her expression was like the, be- the just the most knowing of the group it was really good i was like this promo maybe photo just, is helpful for her maybe she just had a really bad season yes. and made some choices and some of them from a character perspective were upsetting to people and people have the right to be upset as people have the right not to be and it's fertile ground for growth not that that's required of anyone but it is fertile ground to say like our own growth yeah if not hers to say like this was at least super interesting and engaging. This is why I, I don't, don't argue for people. I don't care. Well, I think it definitely got my attention and it kept me talking and analyzing and processing. I'm not going to give her credit for that. Um, but I think, you know, I, a lot of times people want people off the show because they don't personally like them or something or they don't think they did something good. And like occasionally that's true. Occasionally if someone's being really outrageous on TV, like get them off the show. But I think like she does her job really well even last season was, it wasn't that even bad. people it was just the like lying. myself who were like you know losing our shit about some everybody i don't think anybody wanted her off the show i never wanted oh, her i off got the show. some like now that jen's gone when who does she even know blah 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 he- about saw, heather i saw a lot of those like comments on reddit. oh well that's i mean yeah. i don't i'm not this is why i'm not on reddit yeah I mean, well you gotta keep your bubble a- pure <laughs> I really do. I like a little dirt in my sandwich. Um, Listen, we could sit here forever, but we are going to do a little after show because I have some questions for you about New York and also more about Orange County because I do want to get your thoughts on this whole back and forth between Gina and Shannon on Ooh, social. Yeah. Um, But before we do that, tell the AGs where they can follow you, what they can, the overall kind of like vibe of your YouTube videos, which are very extensive, deep dives. They are deep dives. And where they can follow you and all that good stuff and subscribe and the whatnot. I try to keep them funny and moving because they're in depth, but... Uh, I have YouTube videos at youtube.com slash at Ryho. That's R-Y-H-O. My videos are hour-long deep dives mixing pop culture, something fun like Britney Spears. And And Barbie. And Barbie. And Drag Race. And I mix those with um, a little bit of some social commentary, a little bit of a darker topic or something that's developing in the world that's interesting to me. Uh, And my most recent one was all about Barbie. And it was about how Barbie has made the choice to be child free as a character her whole feminist existence. And I make the argument uh, in this video that Barbie's awesome as an idea and that I love her in many ways. And in my next video, I'll have a little bit more commentary on what's going on over at Mattel. But I love the Barbie movie and I and I, and I poured all of that love into this hour-long romp through Y2K references <laughs> and Barbie dolls. And I think it's a lot of fun. We talk a lot about the state of femininity, about the state of like queerness. Um, and I, I think I think you'll find it interesting. Plus, the look was looking. Yeah, I, I was giving. For so real. go check that out. Also, you can find me on Instagram at Ryan Houlihan. And, you know, that's just me 
bashing out little and nasty little stories or whatever posting music clips or some stupid nonsense but yeah my professional work is on youtube now um and i would love to see you checking out every every like and view means a lot to me amen and subscribe support creators by subscribing and liking and commenting please for real it costs you nothing and it makes my day amen and even if you didn't like me this episode guess what put me in a good mood maybe i'll improve (laughs) Extremely obsessed with that. Uh, guys, you can follow me on Instagram at Dame Galley. You're going to listen to our after show of on Patreon. Little goss for you, too. So. Oh, my God. I forgot. Definitely. There is. Okay. Here is the little teaser, which is why I've been cagey when people have sent me messages because I, unlike some of the ladies on Orange County, do keep things in the vault. So there was a little sitch or or just really ex- an encounter an encounter that Jurassic Park style that Jurassic Park style that happened with one of the New York housewives that might explain or give a little uh give a little color color to a critique against one of the housewives that uh has been coming up in conversation when people talk about Aaron. So we are going to get into that on the Patreon. We're going to have a little shakshuk we're going to have a little shakshuk. Oh, we need to talk about shakshuk, by the way, because I have some I have some thoughts. Um, At patreon.com slash Andy's girls. Did I say Instagram at Dame Galley? I'm saying it again. Ryan Houlihan, thanks so much for coming on. I'm so excited for this little page situation, et cetera, yada, yada. Ugh, um, always a joy to be here, truly. And truly, this is a throwback that we're doing this on the People's People's Couch and on that compass. Just like a little moment. I'm yeah. into it. All right, guys, thanks for listening, and we will chat with you soon. Bye-bye.